teach you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera. There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pig guy? Is this what pig guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and it's time for the Mega Freedom, freedom. Debrief. So much fucking freedom. I know some of you have been waiting for this, but I wanted to give it a whole episode to do it justice, and I needed to put a bit of time into it because there are a few things I needed to tweak. And while the event was utterly shit in itself, there's a lot to be said about the light newspaper, which featured prominently at uh, said Mega Freedom event. Mm, the Ooh. light newspaper. Yeah. Look, Joe and I are going to have a race to see who gets the light newspaper in the letterbox first. Now, I'm a resident of Barrel, uh, or near near enough to, so it's almost certain that I'll be getting it first, and mine will be organic. Yes, it will. Yes, but it will. will cookers in Sydney catch on first? Who knows? It's unlikely that they'll find much support with, with those pseudo-intellectual cultural elite types in Glebe and uh, Newtown, <laughs> but I would like to see them give it a stab. Yes, we have a big gay density in Newtown that might not like transphobic shit. Might not shit. get into the light. Yeah. Might not be into it. Depends yeah. what they put in the centrefold. I think that's always important. Yes, well, let's face it. Most of the people who read this stuff are chasers. <laughs> anyway... So, look, the inner west isn't exactly much of a cook or hotspot no. because, let's face it, there are just too many fucking universities. You can't walk too outside many, without too many well electric theatre. Yeah. God, it's tiring. But there might be a few hearts and minds in Glebe, Jack, maybe yeah, in Campbell Street. Yeah, could be, yeah. yes. Yeah. There's some interesting characters around those parts. Yes, but in other are. parts, far away on an island somewhere northeast, there's Vanuatu. Yeah. And it's still there and Joe still needs a house. If you haven't already donated, please do. We've been giving this a little bit of a push. Yeah. Uh, Joe lives in a, in, a, in a house with his five daughters and numerous grandchildren. There's 19 of them in total. Lots of people. They've been living in a very sort of uh, dilapidated state, basically bits of corrugated iron they've been able to gather since the last cyclone. We want to build them something sturdy. Yep. Uh, our guest uh, on the podcast many, many episodes ago, Rob, uh, is arranging this. We are in the latest uh, latest uh, collection as we go, we're getting up towards 5.2, which is the first target. But as we've it always is. said, uh, the more the merrier. Yep. Um, perhaps if we get to six, six and a half, it might mean more advanced solar, for example. Yep. It will mean a bigger water tank. Yep. Uh, so more house. More house. More house is good. Running water. 19 yep. mostly kids uh, living in a house with no running water. Or electricity at the moment. Yeah, that's so about that's that about to change. Sense. And so thank you all for your generosity. We're very, very pleased that we've got to our initial target. Yep. And uh, everyone is very, very happy. Joe himself is a bit overwhelmed with everything because now, <laughs> you know, everything's going to happen very, very quickly. And um, uh, and Rob tells me that he sort of um, uh, seeks the advice of a, a local builder who's uh, sort of taken on the project a bit himself. Good things are happening. And uh, Joe's daughter's just very, very excited about the whole thing. So uh, That's we're looking forward to I've got a video which we which we put up on the uh, – which I've just received – which we'll put up on the um, on the Facebook page. That'll be good. And uh, you can have a look at it. And, of course, we'll keep you updated as the house is 
built. They're yes. just pouring the foundations at the moment. It's a hard part. Clearing yes. land, they've done all that, pouring foundations now. So. Good things are happening. And look, we are reaching the tail end of the donation drive, but as we said, every dollar above the target does count. It does go to something. So please yeah. dig deep. In fact, it, it if counts more than it does here. I mean, exactly. you're not going to be able to build too many $6,000 houses in, no, uh, in, no. in Australia. Like Marrickville or something. Yeah, exactly. No. So um, uh, just a little bit does do so much good. And as for the sort of quid pro quo, at the time of recording, we have mentioned all the GoFundMe donations. We currently see the bank deposits. So please. Please let us know if you want a shout out or something like weird set at the top of the next pot. If you want to, you know, uh, slag off craft beer again, put more money in and we'll do it. But nothing too weird no. because apparently there's some ACMA law being cooked up. I'm a bit That's worried right. about that. And yes. we can't handle the fines. Yes. Although 2% of our turnover... <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could probably handle that. Yeah, I could afford that. <laughs> and look, and speaking of cookers, as we always do, uh-huh. let's turn up the heat and head north for mega freedom. Mega freedom. It's not just freedom. It's So mega. much freedom. The cooker fest in Coffs that single-handedly ended the cabal as we know. It's all yes. over now. All <laughs> those Jewish bankers and the Rothschilds. And, Called it a day. Yep. Oh, they're gone. They're gone but- now. Before we do, I want you all to take a moment to consider how much CBCO you have in your fridge. How much CBCO beer do you have in your cold box, in your I chili bin? I don't have bin? any. I don't if have any. This, if this number is less than four, fix it. Now, that's not my fault. Last time I came to you with a backpack full of fucking draft and you left it at the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did do so that. So you could fix me. it, but you didn't. Anyway, your own fault. For those who don't like beer, I saw you coming from a mile away. The ginger beer and the apple cider is very, very good. And those ones are called Bertie, which is after the name of the hallowed CB Co. grounds of Port Melbourne on Bertie Street. That Ooh. wasn't a coincidence. And you should all visit that brew pub and give them lots of money because they send me beer. And also, as another side note, their porter, which I just finished a can of then and plan to have another one, is one of the best dark beers I've had in ages, and I'm not kidding. It's so fucking good. I really, right, really right, like this. Just, you know, good just, beer. Right, wrap it up there. All right, all right, all right. Let's get shut him up. Just go buy some of their beers, listeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's not – well, it'll shut me up, but, like, about that. Because it's not really going to shut me up because I've got to tell you kids about Mega Freedom! (laughs) I still haven't worked it out yet. And if you haven't worked it out, keep asking the question. And keep looking for the answers. Because it's irrelevant. So when I saw the poster for Mega Freedom on Facebook, I was a little bit tempted to go. Um, the lineup was pretty strong. But like most cooker events, I like to sort of leave them to have their fun in their sort of space. Like I do feel like it is their space. Infiltrating it can cross a bit of a line, which I try and draw. You know, like I stay out of their Zooms. I stay mostly out of their social media spaces. And I use sock puppets usually when I want to get in there and find out if they're saying Nazi shit. I mean, I find them funny, but I also do respect their right to be sort of left alone and I try to mock them from afar because they don't fucking listen to this shit. Well, the thing that really excites me about this, Joel, is that you've gone gonzo. You've got Hunter mm. S. Thompson on this one. You have gone to the heartland to find out. I should have uh, taken more drugs with me, though, to be honest. Yeah, that being said, well, I most of the psychedelics Mainly I would have Mainly sedatives. So yeah, mainly slept, sedatives, slept yeah. through the whole weekend. To be fair, it would have really matched the pace of the event. So, look, this all came when my mate Isaac just simply replied to the post with the lineup with, get the train up. And I just planted this seed in my head because, like, I absolutely love getting the train. 
A lot of people are like, oh, the train travel, blah. Country travel, country train travel in New South Wales is superb. It's fucking great. So, and in Victoria too. I've never done it in Queensland, to be honest, but <clears throat> I love I've, train travel. I've gone down to Victoria on the train, uh, and the one time that it really sucked is when there was track work, and I had to get off Ooh, somewhere. Yeah, I can't that. remember where it was, and get on a bus, a packed get on bus, a bus, and it was horrid. It yeah, was sweaty. You don't need that. You and don't it was need horrid. That. It was uh, it was a really hot day, and the reason why the track work was happening was because it was too hot for the train to be running. So you can imagine how the bus's air conditioning was handling a hot bus full of hot people. It was fucking disgusting. Anyway, so basically, with the train, you get at about seven a.m. and you start drinking at about two p.m. That's uh, that's late for you, Joe. Yeah, well, the bar opens at twelve, but I usually use this thing to get shit done because on the train you have no choice but to get shit done. More sleep, take sedatives and sleep. Well, I mean, you can do that, but I mean, realistically, this is a situation where you have nothing to do but be productive. So you can write a podcast script, for example, or do a shitload of law study. Look out the window, enjoy life. Just stop and smell the roses, man. Fuck the roses! I've smelled the roses. I've looked out a window before. I've ridden heaps of trains. I have got a lot of shit to do, though. So there's no mobile reception, and this is the kicker. If you're really lucky, nobody in the seat next to you. That doesn't always work out that way, but for the most part, it does. I've got some fucking stories. But this is the thing. If you've got no one there and you've got no mobile reception, you can just kind of spread out your shit and focus on studying or writing or both. Listeners, this is pretty much how Christopher Nolan writes script. No, he doesn't have any internet connection, so he will sit down in front of a basically an an old computer and just type it in, save ah. the file, and then he prints it off and then he goes and does his casting from there. That fucking works, man. I read about this, about, you know, of course, Oppenheimer. Yeah, which I'm going to see is, soon. Uh, at the moment, and that's how he works. He, he he writes with no internet connection. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, so do I when I have the chance. If I had Nolan money, I would be catching the train all the time. So the basis for the podcast, including the title, were made on a train trip to see Isaac. Remember that when I came back with that list of titles? Yes. And you picked out the conditional release program? There are heaps of other shit. I can't actually, I don't know, that, that's on a notepad somewhere. But I must admit, this is mostly fueled by modafinil and coffee, um, but the lack of phone reception really is the thing that makes this the train a special place, which I really fucking like. So, so anyway. So you, you, well, you must, get, you must get reception to Newcastle. Nah, nah, no? nah, 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 nah. Like even in parts of Sydney, it's patchy, and I want Telstra. Um, when you get to a stop, you can get like a few like seconds, um, but – like you've you've been talking to me when uh, well when I catch the, the Canberra train pretty regularly, and that, and that's the Canberra train will take you to Sydney. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah it, it, it's a few patches, but then you're pretty good. Nah, it's it's really very very rare. Anyway, you guys can try and see how you go. But at the end of the day, what I did. I decided to do it at the very last minute, really. So I bought a train ticket oh, and bought go. a $15 Mega Freedom! 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 15 bucks for f- Mega Freedom? For two days. Fucking actually. bargain. I only Fucking went to one. Yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of money was lost on this. So I headed to Central Station and just in summary, like, it was shit. I mean, you can end the podcast here if you want. It was shit. Mega Freedom was fucking terrible. But it was absolutely worth it to see Isaac, his wonderful partner, Jess. Hello, Jess. I know you're listening. And his hilarious kid, Georgia, who is absolutely the easiest audience ever. I just say, ukulele, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> ah! It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah so that's, she's- That's a great word. Oh, yeah. Ukulele. Yeah. And yeah. she's always going, Yeah which I find hilarious as well. So I guess we rub off on each other in that regard. So Friday was basically podcast day. I started drinking heavily fairly early on the train. You might know this because you listened to the last episode uh, where I recorded Isaac's place in his home office and I was fucked. Yeah. I was was so fucked. I was uh, too fucked. 
incapable of using heavy machinery. Yeah, I think there's like a a thing in Trailer Park Boys about like being optimum drunk, and I was way past that point. It wasn't good. Anyway, it's fine. So, look, I was pretty anxious about the whole thing, Um, even like up to the very last point, because I did not feel right about heading into their space, but I did feel like I kind of needed to do this. You know, Q Anonymous does it. The Tim Four Tales girls have gone to my place markets. Like, come on, like it's time. We've been doing this for a few years now. Got to go to a cooker event. Didn't even go to protests and things like that. This principle needed to just sort yeah, of... Yeah, you did a bit of that. I did. Take a patsy. Oh, well, yeah, I did not a really. Bit. Not really. So, look, it also is good to touch grass a bit here. You know, sometimes it's good to remember that these cook takes on Telegram are often from or with um, people... Human beings. Human beings, vague, exactly. In that sort of vague sense. Of but, like, names and faces, you know? Some of them are well-meaning. Uh, or well-meaning for the most part. I mean, definitely some of them were clearly just fucking absolute dickheads. You I don't know why you're worried tell. about doing the Gonzo thing, though, Joel. I mean, that is, this is this is um, this is basically fruit for for our particular sideboard. I'm it an is, old man, it is. so I'm not travelling much, but um, but uh, you can do it. But you see what I mean. You see what I mean. Like you know, like it just feels like I'm kind of going in there. I don't like being dishonest. And uh, it's very difficult to do this without being dishonest unless you're very um, hands-off. So I did that. So I turned up to the showgrounds at Coffs Harbour about midday and it was dead fucking empty. There was maybe 30 people, but because it was a big place, they were scattered around and sort of like they're inside this room where the speakers were presenting, but there was like, you know, five or six people on chairs. Do they have any rides? You know, like oh man, if they had rides, and... I would have been stoked. Or like a jumping castle. I just yeah, jump, the jumping yeah, castle. even go a jumping castle. Just grabbed a flask and just jumped on the fucking castle. But this is the thing about this event: the the lineup on the poster on face value was huge. Big names were scheduled, but in the end, most of them would have been there via Zoom. No, boo. I mean, you can do that at home. Look at this. There's not 15 bucks worth of value there. It, look, there kind of was, but $15 is not a lot. That, you know, that is like, you know, three beers. Dave O'Neeks was scheduled to be there for the next oh, day on the Sunday, either in big person name. or via Zoom, but the official timetable had old one egg scrubbed. Oh. Now, I can't imagine this was due to a scheduling clash as he doesn't seem to have a job or anything really better to do. (laughs) He's barely making content for his expensive website. I'm guessing it was due to crap ticket sales. Made him come Uh, clean. Oi, Donna, Donna, how many did you sell? How many did you sell? Dave needs a big room. Dave needs a big room. Dave needs a big room because he's a big star. Lots of heads. He's He's a big star. He's a celeb. Exactly, he you know. His ego is almost as big as his profile. So he's just pulled the pin. He's pulled the pin. He's pulled I the mean, pin. You are a fucking scumbag. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just do your job. Go and do yeah. Go and do your job. Go it's and talk to you. Do. If you're in the politics business, I mean, this is what Barack Obama once said. You know that famous speech, fired up, ready to go, where he went in these very early days of campaigning in the middle of the primary and went and went and spoke to four people in a room. Yep. 100%. This is what you gotta do. It's what you gotta do, Dave. You wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna get some sort of political support and that's well, I presume that's either that or marketing. You've got to work small rooms. And I tell you what, this small room, the kind of marketing Dave likes is multi level. And this room, when it filled up, was full of motherfuckers who yeah, would jump at the chance to be in his downline. So when it comes down to it, there is actually a parallel theory here, which is there is a bit of a falling out with the local cookers, which may have explained the crap ticket sales and lack of a peer, uh, attendance. Oneg's pulling out may have been linked to that. I think 
it was more due to the fact that he just decided that it wasn't worth bothering with, uh, which is embarrassing considering that his uh, Zoom calls have a lot less people in them than that room did at the end of the day. But the day was horribly planned from the start. I mean, this bizarre intent on making this event as long as possible, going from like 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., it ended up being divided into two segments. There were the speakers, which were part two, which started at 3 p.m., which is fucking ages away. I mean, what the fuck was I going to do for three hours? And then before that, you had all this market thing. But, like, there is only so long you can wander around and look at the forest of the fallen. It gets old really, really quickly. It's, surprisingly enough, not that good. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So there were a few market stands, like, selling crystals and chocolates and knickknacks. There were some food trucks. But, like, the entire time I was there, I did not see one person get an Ethiopian curry. I felt so sorry for the girl behind the desk on that one. And a few people got satay sticks, which were delicious, and four for $12. I did get that. I should have got Ethiopian curry. But to be honest, I just – I was so anxious about being there. that Just the idea of sitting down alone and eating. I just was waiting for someone to come up to me and be like, oh, have you heard about vaccines? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I was trying to move around a bit. But look, Sunglasses on, baseball cap. You can go anywhere in this country and not be identified, John. It's a bit like that, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, it's the, it's the opposite of high Uh But, look, nobody was doing business, and this was kind of sad because there was nobody there. But they had no reason to be there because nothing was actually fucking happening. So that was rough to watch because like, people absolutely lost money on this. And, well, okay, some of you might not have exactly sympathy for, you know, cooker stands and cooker merchants. The promise of a bunch of these fucking ragtag cookers insisting on paying in cash was just absolutely not fulfilled by the organiser, by the organiser Donna. So by the time 3pm rolled around, the market stand started to dismantle, which is a long, painful process. Ooh, that's early. That's early. Yeah, I mean, like, that was they just started leaving. I reckon they made, like, one or two sales tops throughout the whole entire day. They employed people. They had to drive there. God knows where they drove from. I just, it was fucked. Let, let, let's look. I know you need to move on with this, but no, let's no, just have good. a quick analysis here. Are cookers dead shit customers? I mean- Yeah, they are. There's not much money in it. Are they? They're not the wealthy sorts people. of people that you really can't establish a, establish a solid marketing plan around. It's tricky. In the anticipation yeah. that they will buy. Yeah. There's not a lot of money in there for obvious reasons. And we're not talking – I don't want to pick on people in a sort of socioeconomic way. Yeah. But um, – I totally agree with that. But, you know, what, what, look, look, tell me, how many people were there? I mean, by the afternoon, how many people were there? I think the maximum before the speakers would have been something like 60. 60, and, and that that's was across it. like so a fairly – when the speakers were and most of them by Zoom. Yeah. We'll talk about the speakers. I'm sure you will. But I stuck around for the first speaker, which was Bay, which I will talk about. The room looked like it had about 100 people in it, which isn't bad considering. It's not great. But it's like it's mega freedom. Like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't mega. Well, there's the next question. Of the 26 million people who live in this country, only 100 want mega freedom? Yeah. Well, they're just not ready for that much freedom because COVID's that's ruined right, their idea of freedom. It, it, it's mega. It's mega. It is mega. And it's too mega. It's too mega for some. We need to work our way up to this level of freedom. That's that's right, yeah. That's what Donald learned and lost several thousand dollars in the the process, I'm sure. So, look, as I said, they had the Forest of the Fallen. And if you don't know what that is, it is that weird display of laminated COVID vaccine injury stories on A4 paper on sticks. 
They're just sticks, <laughs> A4 piece of paper, laminated. And it's got like Instagram posts on them. Okay. So the, you, you're sort of, you're meant to walk through this and it's meant to make you realize there are more vaccine, COVID sort of vaccine injuries than you ever thought possible. It's like a graveyard, right? You know, you so see yeah, yeah. Arlington. Yeah, I was you just going to say, sounds, sounds like, sounds like uh, the, the graveyards of Lone Pine, Gallipoli. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it's just that thing of like, you see like, you know, crosses as far as the eye can see and you realize how many people made the ultimate sacrifice. No. <laughs> no. These are like, oh, Billy, Billy had myocarditis and hospital workers made him stay in hospital for a few days for observation because they weren't quite sure what to do because, let's face it, he just had a vaccine, his heart was fluttering, and they were being really cautious. It turned Billy me is into fine a newt. Now. It turned me into a newt. It's honestly so embarrassing. And a lot of the things is like, oh, I had a stroke. At some point I had a vaccine, I guess. You're like, shut the fuck up. God damn it, why are you people so fucking gullible and just co-opting people's health conditions and the vaccine? So, look, it is very difficult to trust the veracity of these claims when you're simply just looking at an Instagram post that's badly screenshot on a piece of homemade fucking printed paper on some inkjet. But I mean, they did laminate. On. They did laminate. Well, they did laminate. They, they did cop a bit of office work money on that. So I'm absolutely sure a few of these are based on fact. I'm not denying that. People have adverse reactions to COVID vaccines. not denying that. Some have tragically died. I didn't actually see any of the legitimate AZ yeah. clot deaths. So maybe like they're so addicted to counter areas they didn't even mention them. I don't know. Uh, but there was a big forest and I didn't go through the whole thing because honestly, it was just so much nonsense. But a lot of them were, like I say, basically I went to hospital. At some point I was vaccinated. Uh, I'm fine now, I guess. Um, everyone should know about this. It's like, should we? Okay, cool. I went to hospital and when I wasn't looking... They vaccinated me. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. And then I had three heart attacks. It was terrible. Yeah, shut the fuck up. So during the very lightly attended 3 p.m., sort of like pre-3 p.m. 3 p.m. market stall phase, there were musicians who were playing under a gazebo. Oh, that's sad. That and sounds very sad. This is the sad part. One of them came from Perth. Ooh. Was playing to like 15 people because like Ooh. the other people were inside sitting in the in the speaker's room watching the fucking stupid song what, on repeat. What, what genre are we talking about here? I, 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 I'm hoping it's Dixieland jazz. There was no genre. It was just like weird acoustic covers, mm. cooker screeching. It wasn't good. Mm. Uh, you know, lots of freedom themes and things. Um, it wasn't great. Anyway, look, I it was still early as far as I'm concerned, so I got a coffee, and the coffee guy was lovely. I liked him. He was cool. He wore a kilt. He was a good guy. Um, I was down with him. And like this is an important thing. Like I was saying, you've got to touch grass because some of these people really are lovely. You know, you can't just blanketly like, – I will blanketly fucking piss on the thought leaders and narcissists that are leading this cult. But some of the members of the cult are decent, you know? But this one was a bit sad as well. Um, you know, I obviously don't want to give away too much, but he told me that he lives alone, that he has no partner and no chance of one, which are his words, not mine. And generally pushed a lot, this sort of strong line on self-reliance, which is a big cooker Ooh. theme, but it's also like an old school sort of conservative trope, really. Ooh, you know, he sounds. You know, he, he, look, he sounds either very, very sad, or he just could uh, walk to the nearest clock tower at some point and just start firing. Look, um, I don't think he was a clock tower guy personally, but who knows? Who <laughs> knows? He what was the coffee like? Any good? Coffee Melbourne good. quality. Coffee was good. I, I think you could probably go as far as to say that. Um, it was actually a decent coffee. I was pretty happy with it. And he was making sausage sandwiches on his little grill. He was actually, he was all right. He valued his freedom a lot. Uh, being at Mega Freedom, you can imagine that. He was saying he did what he wanted when he wanted, which was great. But it seemed like like this was a dark side. Like, doesn't, doesn't everybody? Well, no, he's got no kids, but he's also got no mates. 
And it seemed like he had sort of nothing to do with all the freedom he had. He's you know, walking, like he's just sort he's of walking around wearing a skirt. Does stuff. Nah, he was all right. He was a nice bloke, but I did purposefully avoid topics that would piss me off, like trans issues, because he didn't want to have to like sort of nod and agree with these things. But also you disagree with these people and they fucking flip out their brains. They're like, oh my God, infiltrator. You no. think trans people are people? Hey, you must be an infiltrator. Classic icebreaker with a guy in a kilt is, you know, what are you wearing underneath the kilt? And then it'll just almost certainly lead to an indecent exposure event. Yes, we actually did talk about his cock at one point, but I can't remember why. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm sure it wasn't as good as Hunter Biden's. So, look, he wasn't a bad guy. I'll give him that. But I didn't test him too much because I didn't want to. But there were also, just to, you know, not give this whole entire thing a big sheen, there were people there with T-shirts that said, I identify as a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You think pronouns are funny. You think they're trivial. That's fine. But you're gross. And, like, you're, you're basic and you're gross. And just because you think the kids are wrong, doesn't mean the kids are wrong. Um, you know, people who are on a gender spectrum that you don't understand, your willingness to mock them for that is, I guess, akin to my willingness to mock you for being a cunt about it. Yeah, going to jump in with a little bit of mockery here. I have seen those T-shirts, I identify as a conspiracy theorist, which is really a way of saying I am a fucking mark for a yeah. con artist I am yep. susceptible. You can manipulate me. Send me a crypto scam. You'll get business. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's right. You know yeah. these 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 guys are these guys are still getting you know emails from Nigerian princes and going, hey, gee hey. whiz, I better reach out to this guy. This has potential. I mean, look, there were a couple. I think there was maybe like six people wearing the same T-shirt, which makes it even funnier because I'm pretty sure they didn't know each other, but. Two of them did know each other, and I think they were intimately related, and I think they might have been brother and sister. So that is, you know, another thing to think about. Um, Anyway, so look, in the speaker's room, there was like a decent amount of chairs, empty chairs at the time, and a very shit projector, which was upsetting because I'm like, mate, spring for a good projector. All your fucking speakers. What are we talking about here? Super 8? What are we doing? What are we talking Uh, about here? Super 8? What, projector? Oh, no, just like a projector. Like, you know, like you, you... you know, you plug it into a computer, it projects onto a wall. Have you experienced okay. this the phenomenon before? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, look, there was way too much light in the room. It kind of makes me realise that they started speakers at three because, I mean, you can't run a Zoom conference on that kind of projector. But you yeah. know what's even better than starting at 3 p.m.? Starting the speakers at 11 and having an actually good projector that costs you 100 bucks to hire. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Get your fucking act together. Yeah. So... This is the kind of thing you would find in an office or like a kid's bedroom, not a lecture theatre. The laptop repeatedly played this utterly shit YouTube gospel song. I haven't looked it up. It's about being warriors and fighting for what's right. It's it's like, we fight for what's right, blah, blah, blah. And they've got little headphones on and they're squealing into microphones. It was just fucking torture. And like, it wasn't even on repeat. It was just like, they play it. And instead of putting the repeat button on, they just go back and click the play button every now and then. So it was like, they'd play that and then there'd be silence. And then somebody, oh yeah, that's right. Got to go and click the button again. It was fucking embarrassing. But moving on here is the light newspaper. They had a huge presence here. There was a giant pile of them next to the weird kids toys on a table in the middle next to the Forest of the Fallen. And there was a plastic covered copy on every seat in the conference area. Now it was free to anyone who wanted it. They weren't asking for money. There was actually no donation drive there, but I think that might've been out of a lack of organization more than a lack of desire. 
I obviously grabbed a copy and they were printouts on a table on the side unrelated to the light and a set of boxes with speakers' names on them for questions. But the problem with this is that there was no pen and paper for questions. So the boxes were, well, I mean, there was also no one there, (laughs) but the boxes were empty, which is funny later on as well because they're like, oh, have we got any questions? No. So one of the printouts was a set of objectives by The Secret Covenant, Uh a group you dare not name. Now, I'm sure, like, we don't name them, but it was definitely the Jews. Yes. Um, So if you actually Google the name of the document, this is the start of the document. The Secret Covenant of the Jewish Secret Society, known as the Order of the Illuminati. There it is. Issued under the supreme authority of the Jewish Bogra. Uh-huh. And sanctioned by the Jewish Rothschild dynasty, in parentheses, Europe, and the Jewish Rockefeller dynasty, in parentheses, USA. And heed our word, so mote it be. Mote it? Mote, mote is, is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think they're, they're going all sort of Old Testament. Biblical, language. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the printout goes on to say all sorts of shit like, we will keep their lifespan short and their minds weak. Mm. Um, and it just ends up being basically Damn a long- those Rothschilds and Rockefellers. Well, it's just a, it's a, it's a multi-page list of anti-Semitic tropes. Yeah. And they don't mention the Rothschilds or Rockefellers, but that's because they literally removed it from the document because instead of saying what you just said before, they just said, we can't name them. <laughs> I mean, fuck you. You yeah. guys are Nazis. Stop. Yep. Stop sugarcoating this. Well, you are genuine anti-Semites. Maybe exactly. you haven't gone the full Nazi stuff yet, but but yep. you are genuine anti-Semites. It, mm. The whole movement's full of it, of course, and we we all know that. Mm. So we're going to take a bit of a side panel here and go back to the light newspaper, or yes, should go. I say, as they like to call it, the truth paper. <laughs> the truth. The, the truth. truth paper. That's Somebody's got to tell it. It's that was what uh, they call it. That was uh, the the great Melbourne truth was known, and there was in fact a Sydney truth many many years ago, but the Melbourne truth, which became defunct, I'm going to say about 1990, uh, was known. Uh, the Melbourne truth was somebody's got it. The truth. Somebody's got to tell us. Somebody's got to tell Somebody's got to, Well, they're doing it. They're doing it. And if you want to know more about like the sort of origin story of this rag, you can listen to Mariana in Conspiracy Land. It's on your podcast app. She sort of dives into the people behind the original light paper in the UK and mm. how it's spread into Europe and all the sort of weird Nazi shit around it. Look, the Australian version of the light has a fair bit of homegrown cooker content, but does feature articles copy and pasted from the internet. One of them is by Joe McCola, oh, who yeah. is a multi-multi-millionaire supplement hawker who yep. is in his 70s and looks like he's definitely on the roids. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so is RFK Jr. Nice to yeah. see him in there. Uh, yeah. I reckon they're on the same juice, but fuck me, cookers love mussels, so it works in their favour anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a thing. Cookers love hard men, or at least men who look hard. So RFK Jr. and Joe McCola are clearly on the fucking roids. They are in their, like, 60s and 70s, and they are really, really weirdly big. It's mm. uh, quite gross. So RDA has a few ads in there. This appears to be a sort of quid pro quo with RDA promoting the light Hello, on their platforms. Mon, mon. Hey. I mostly assume this is quid pro quo because Monica is spending all of her money on waffles and train tickets over in Europe. Um, but look, yeah, it's nice bless. to see she's having fun. That's good. Yeah. yeah. She's been through a lot. So the light claims to have circulated 165,000 copies of issue five to date. And that That's is fucking mental. It's a mm. lot of copies. And while it is reasonable to say, well, I haven't bloody got one in the letterbox. Not me. I, I can say my mate Isaac did. And he lives in a fairly remote town, quite a fair bit away from Coffs. Wow. So 
like, yeah, they are doing this and they're, they're spreading, you know, like it's only, it's only going to grow from here, right? So as I say, you know, they ask for donations to help with printing, but they're also setting up these like community hubs to distribute it. So it's this very grassroots thing. It has huge similarities to church operations that are trying to sort of spread the word of Jesus. But instead of Jesus, they are spreading the word of Malcolm Roberts. <laughs> he's not. He's not Jesus. He's not Jesus. No, he's not, he's Jesus, not the Messiah. No. He's just an annoying senator. This is that kind of sort of papal evangelism that has seen some very angry responses in the UK to date because they've had this going for years now. So. Yeah. The Isle of Man subreddit has had a thread where one user posted this. This rag has been doing the rounds for a while now. It's a load of bullshit. Ours went straight in the bin. Yeah, so that's pretty unambiguous. And this as well. I found a stack of 20 left at a train station, took them all home and burnt them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's... That's, uh, you know, there's definitely a bit of kickback in the community on this one. And there's another one that I quite liked here as well. I'm a little confused as to whether the paper would be for or against such literature burning. Yes, because they are book burners, aren't they, after all? They are. They do like a good book bonfire. But this does go against one of the central tenets of the light newspaper, as it says very clearly on the front page and all through the newspaper. Don't toss me. Share me. Yes, and I must say, uh, taking get, a leaf have, out they of got, the, uh, have they got the apostrophe in the wrong place, Joel? That's me. No, that's you. So, as taking a leaf out of Michael Scott's book, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. No, that is. That is, I'm afraid that is. That is Michael co- Scott. Copyright, uh, Steve Carell. Um, well, you're, you're you're infringed. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> he could just declare me patent infringed. <laughs> yeah, he will declare you bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it won't, wouldn't take much. So light can be delivered at a reasonable price to those who want to peel their neighbours. And they're going to be doing this, I'm telling you right now. It's a matter of time before you get one. A stack of 2,000 of these things can be delivered for $420. Signed, sealed, delivered to evangelising missionary fucks so, all so, over the country. It, 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 is that including print bill or you're just talking distribution? That is $420 arrived to your door in a bundle. Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I don't think that price is intentional because, you know, <laughs> 420 But still, mm. it's not that hard to throw in a few bucks and start giving your community a reason to be terrified of the world at large and put money under their bed and be weird. I mean, yeah. it's, none of this is healthy. This is incredibly bad. You can also get a fucking pallet of these things delivered for about $2,000, which is actually not hard to rub together if you just ask for it on Telegram. People are throwing money at this. They really want people to fall down the rabbit hole with them. I mean, like, you know, misery loves company, right? So on the Slight Australia page, a few of the comments are not so positive. Oh, yeah. well, here's Virginia who says, this paper is blatant propaganda. Mm-hmm. You are going to be shut down and prosecuted. It didn't work in the UK and it won't work here. The person slash people that are responsible for importing this garbage and spreading it should be held accountable. And that is a very good point, Joel, because magazines and newspapers contain what we call Skype boxes in the trade, in the print trade, which says who the editor is, who the contributors are, uh, who the printer is, uh, those sorts of things, those sorts of, those sorts of, that sort oh, of information. Okay. That's interesting. So it should include that. I mean, we know we're dealing with dickwads, but it should include a contact number. A contact, well, contact details at least I'm not for sure if it the does. printer and publisher because the publisher, it's just the publisher that would be held accountable. They have a website. 
They say the original content is copyrighted, and they have a website that they uh, they give in the uh, on the second page, and that's it. And that's, that's it. all. No, that's yeah, it. so it's very anonymous uh, yeah, for good reason, anonymous. of course, because um, you know the liability involved in this as a publisher is wild. Um, but I don't think they're going to be prosecuted as such. You know, we haven't quite criminalized speech yet, but they may be liable to uh, civil um, well, def- defamation proceedings, uh, breaches of AGMA guidelines on advertising. There'd be a whole yeah. raft of things that they'd be accountable for. There's regulations, yeah. And yeah. and being a bit surreptitious about it all means um, uh, it's they're just a little bit harder to find. But yeah, exactly. I'm sure no one's putting their hand up to be sued. Um, and there'd just be a, a disposable. Well, whoever company. signs off on this, so so this is you know we're talking about sort of minor league um, publishing, but whoever signs off on this to a printer, that's the publisher. Okay, and that is that somehow kept as a record, or well, there will be a record. There will be a transaction between the printer, the, if they pay in the cash, company, and the, yeah, it, look, be over yeah, ten thousand dollars. That's not legal. Um, yeah, well, it's definitely not legal. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, look, I'm sure there's 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 hidden there's hidden you know there's a deliberate attempt to hide the identities of the people involved here. But it wouldn't be all that hard to find them. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be difficult to prove um, on the balance, but I'm sure they could figure out a way if someone had the conviction to do so, which I doubt they're going to. Let's face it, cookers are made of Teflon. So, well, Kyle, I, I'm not so sure about that. I think you'll find that. You know, you you're saying that it's going to get bigger, and it, and you're it will get certainly, bigger, yeah. yeah, certainly right about that. I think, but it'll get it'll get bigger to the point where they'll start sledging individuals, uh, and that's and that's when defos come in. But if it's decentralised, uh, that advertising might be tricky the as well. breaches ACMA standards, etc. If they decentralise it, that's that's the thing that makes it tricky. People yeah. printing it. Uh, you know, off their own back, going down to the local printer and getting a thousand done themselves. I think there's ways they're going to make this very difficult for regulators to work with. And unlike the sort of like Uber of newspapers, I think they're going to have a very bad time. Yeah. No, I can see. Yeah, I can see how they're doing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting like that. So Kyle chimes in with a couple of things on the Facebook page as well, which I found quite funny. Some comments have been deleted. What have happened to free speech? Which doesn't exist in the cookie universe. They fucking hate free speech. (laughs) (laughs) You're critical of us. Delete, delete, and block. I mean, come on. Well, Kyle might have gone even further than the Light's editorial policies would allow, John. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. (laughs) Kyle's too scary even for us. I'll be interested to know uh, how far those things go as time goes on. One thing that does worry me is that people delivering this are possibly going to be subject to abuse, and I understand why. I mean, get the fuck out of my letterbox, right? But not only will be they told to, you know, shove their paper up their ass, but you know they're going to film it and they're going to post it on social media. They're going to show how they're being silenced, how they're victims. Everyone's against them. We need to rally together because so-and-so is a pedophile. You know how this is going to play out, right? Yeah, and people get doxxed at the same yeah. time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if someone gets a bit of a get up, gets upset about it, they'll know exactly where to go because it'll be the person's fucking house. Since it's a franchise, they really have their shit together with an imported model of operation that appears to be working well at this stage. Uh, we are going to see this turning up in all sorts of places, listeners. Drop us a line if you get one in your letterbox, and if you catch someone putting it in your letterbox, please don't become content. Yeah, it's uh, going to work. Just let them us. jog on. They're best ignored. Anytime someone points out they are annoying cockwombles, they just think they are over the target. Any criticism makes them think they're right. It's so fucking annoying. 
the paper is absolutely being subsidised by donations, though, and advertising to a lesser extent, I would imagine, you can get three papers delivered for $5.50, which is less than the cost of postage. So, yeah, it's being subsidised. It has to be. I mean, someone, like, yeah. You, like you, that would have cost 10 bucks to post. Yeah. So they're, they're sending out below cost. Yeah. So as you will find out from Mariana in Conspiracy Land, it's asking the JQ and pushing a Holocaust enough from Europa. So, yeah, it's not like Stormfront and Nazi newspaper. But as per usual in the cooking universe, it's not free of Nazi bullshit because, let's face it, where there's cookers, there's Hitler. That's there just go. like that's just how the world works these days, you know? To give some credit to the light newspaper in Australia, my copy is way less cooked than the shit we've seen coming from the UK. Their headlines are fucked. But we are probably heading this way. So just to back up that quite strong claim of anti-Semitism there, uh, here's an excerpt from an article from a UK organisation called Hope Not Hate. Uh, for example, Hope Not Hate says, the May 2021 issue included an article penned by the pseudonymous uh, Nazi blogger Lashka Darkmoon. Oh, God. Lasher Darkmoon, I should say, which suggested that people had been brainwashed by shadowy, shadowy elites against questioning the Holocaust. The article included a link to her now defunct website, which was rife with open Jew hatred. Great. Another issue carried two articles from the Holocaust denier John Hamer, including a piece praising Colonel Gaddafi. Oh, everyone loves Colonel Gaddafi, <laughs> comparing his rule favorably to our quote, very tightly Zionist-controlled indirect form of democracy, unquote, and the paper criminals who run the country only for the benefit of the bankster elite. Ooh, yeah, I mean, that's, quote. That's, that's very thick with the JQ. Yeah, very, 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 very thick indeed. It is naive to think that this won't happen here with Cook Nazi contributors getting past the committee stage because we all know this is exactly what they think. They all agree. I mean, I mean, come on. They had the secret covenant document printed in a pile at Mega Freedom. So yeah. it's coming. You can bet on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. It's so obvious and so ridiculous. But anyway, look, I've got my copy here. This one, as I say, issue number five. And the front page headline reads this. All your money will be controlled forever. Yeah. I mean, shut the fuck up. So it's all about this latest cooker thing, which is CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currencies. So it's they kind of like crypto. They like yes. Bitcoin. Pete loves Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. But not so much when central banks are involved because that centralizes this decentralized thing and blah, blah, blah. And there is a kernel of truth to this. As many countries are looking at digital currencies, including Japan, which is one of the articles in the thing. But it's mostly not surprisingly, a motive language with very little substance because nobody is taking away cash. Not yet, at least. And if they did, they don't need some fucking kangaroo crypto shit to do it. Banks are already digital, guys. We don't need to make this crypto, but that's not sexy. It's not as sci-fi as they need to be to make it so fucking interesting their moron followers will just believe it in a second. So, of course, they just need to, you know, turn up the fear-mongering of these sexy yeah. acronyms they make up. Well, the, the acronym is legit, but it's, you know, it is what it is. So one line from the article reads this. No one will be able to save our plan for the future, and we will, in effect, be slaves. Yeah, so the whole thing basically reads as fear porn. And despite being a truth paper, it's obviously mostly disinformation. But that is the thing. Mostly is the key word there because there are kernels of truth here and there. 
you know, here and there. Well, that's the way disinfo works, doesn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, kernel's you, truth. you provide that little kernel and it allows it ready to go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard true. that. Yeah, no, I think I saw it in the news then, on ABC. And then you can take them further down the lane. And but anyway, Joel, yeah. I want to know, was there a cake stand at Mega Freedom? There actually fucking was. We're totally going to get to that. But there, there, there actually was. Okay, we need to get back to Mega Freedom and this complete fucking disaster, this complete unwillingness, incapability of these fuckwits to even run a fucking chook raffle. Yes, but you jest, there was a cake stand. So, ha, ha. Jokes on you, that, Jack. I would have been looking for the cake stand the moment I walked in there. Did you try? Did you try the cakes? Were they uh, good? I didn't actually try the cakes, but I did have a sandwich. We'll get to that in a sec because it is right. great. Okay. So also on the table was a bunch of badly printed documents in those sort of plastic covers with binder holes in them. Yes, I know. There them. was one saying how to make ivermectin at home. Oh, that's good. It's apparently 100% natural. Um apparently. But also next to it, there was no actual recipe. It was just this weird thing saying that existed. Um, there was also this thing next to it, which was a printed out page in the same binder, which just had a picture. You've seen the picture of I a have. giant bottle of ivermectin with this on the label. Uh, ivermectin cattle pour on. Yeah. For the treatment French. and control of ivermectin sensitive internal and external parasites of cattle. Yeah. In marker on the printout, one mil per 10 kilos. Yeah. That's the human dosage. Apparently, that's yeah. that's that's fucked up. So look, I realised this whole thing was fucked, wow. and I and this is still very early days. I only just started wandering around, and I took my copy of the light newspaper and went to a local CEX club, which is a coughs thing, and went to have a beer and just read some quality cooker content. And look, as I say with the light newspaper, it was pretty standard stuff. To be quite honest, you got the scare campaigns about the cashless society on the front. You got repurposed articles about vaccine hysteria. Um, these are just cut and paste jobs. There are a few sponsors, including one very brave real estate agent in Perth under the Bell Property franchise. Oh, wow. I mean, fuck, man. Like, does Bell Property really doing? want to be associated with this? That's so brave or, or stupid. I'm not sure which. No, no, Both? no, no. Forget brave. Park brave. That is just plain stupid. I don't think it's going to end well for this guy. Um, nope. That's, yeah, that's that's a career ruiner right Well, there. let's name the fucker. <laughs> let's name the guy who runs the Bell, fran- Bell Property franchise nah, in Perth. I couldn't possibly. I mean, I do have it right here. He's a real estate agent, Joel. He's just he's sticking his chin out and he's saying, can you please kick me? Can you nah. kick me as hard as you can? I'm going to leave it to people to find nah. this out themselves. Ah, you're weak. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin Gordon's life. There's a hint. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> at, at the um, um, what are we going to say? I'm, I'm just thinking of a Perth suburb uh, at the Perth suburban branch. Um, yeah. It's mate, not, I mean, I'm sure it's not hard to idiot. find, but look, I don't want to. I don't want to that because I don't believe in cancer culture personally. But I just, I just, I think that was a bad move. Anyway, it's another one. Smart. This is my favorite. Soul Essence Ooh. is offering therapy and life coaching. Oh, that'd be good. Um, so they claim this is an alternative to traditional counselling, which I'm telling you right now is a nice way <laughs> of saying I have no qualifications. That's right. It yeah, really is. Yeah. But no, actually, no. She has a lot of qualifications. Here we go. Enjoy this. She claims that she has a Bachelor of Social Work, NLP, uh-huh. Timeline Therapy, Hypnotherapy, Ooh. Quantum Ooh. Consciousness, Counseling, Whoa. and Coaching. Is that yeah. like the biggest bachelor's degree you've ever heard? <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it didn't, yeah. Mine is one of the longest ones I've heard before this, which is a Bachelor of Political and Economic Social Sciences. And generally speaking, that's a mouthful. But I'm sorry, that's a throatful. 
and that didn't happen. That did <laughs> not did, happen. Did, no, it didn't happen. She might now, have a bachelor's of social work. You'd, ha- you'd have to be mad to see her, Joel. You really would. You mm-hmm. really, really would. And give also, her money. They also have the Camper Tampera, <laughs> which, which rhymes, but not well. It doesn't uh, why, feel good. Why are you tampering with my camper? Yeah. They do caravan service and repair, or should I say they tamper with caravans. I mean, guys. Do they ask consent? You need need to go and see the Bachelor of Social Work, NLP, Timeline Therapy, et cetera, et cetera, and just work a few things out there. There's something fucking very dodgy going on there. Anyway, I mean, like, if even I saw, like, the Herald, I'm sorry, camper tamperer, bro, go back to the drawing board. So otherwise, it looks like mostly woo nonsense. You've got an ad for PEMF, Pulse Electromagnetic Field Therapy, whatever the fuck that is. Pete, 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 he's a bit all over that, wouldn't he? Oh, I'm sure he is. Oh, as long as he's selling it, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're not using it. No, no, go off a bit. But there's also massage, which is sort of fine. Mm. And there's a random Italian restaurant in Warwick, Western Australia, oh, which so is a bit this, far from Coffs. Well, yeah, and that's interesting, is because that's a second advertiser from WA, and it, that tells a, us yeah. where a fair there's bit a theme of, going. Yeah, well, that that it tells us pretty much where this is starting from. Yes, if you're a detective, that's where you would start the um the uh, the investigation. I'll be hitting up the guy from Bell, <laughs> from the Bell franchise, Bell Property franchise. Leave Gordon alone. Leave he doesn't Gordon need this. Alone. He's probably lost all his friends already. Don't don't <laughs> listeners don't fuck with Gordon. It's like it's fine. Fuck There's a Gordon, line listeners. between laughing at cookers and genuinely causing them distress. If Bell probably find out he advertised in the light like a fucking moron. That's for them to find out and yeah, for them he, to destroy look, his life. This is quite true, of course, listeners. Yes, he probably don't, he don't probably got a line. call saying, look, we've got this thing. It's got 65, you know, what was it, 165,000 reach. And all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll advertise in that for whatever it was, $90. Yeah, like a thousand for bucks a, or something, yeah. yeah well, uh, it won't be much. It, yeah, I, well. $90 for a, for a quarter page or something like that. Yeah, don't I'll worry. do that. Don't worry, we've got lots of Bitcoin coming in to pay for printing. So RDA, as we said, had a few ads in there. One, like one of the ads on the back of the paper, this this was great. Survival by design. So oh. it's this like prepper outfit in Western Australia, Fremantle. Fremantle. But this at the dinner table caught Jess's attention. Um, and basically, after this was after Mega Freedom after I got home. And she actually was like, oh, I'm going to look these guys up and started filling up a fucking shopping cart with like obscure prepper gear. Get them in like, oh, fuck. Insulating blankets are only like five bucks. I'm going to hey, get that's one. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, look, the advertising actually works. But not only does it work, but it worked on one of our listeners. So, yes, I know you're listening and that was really funny. And I want you to tell me what you actually bought from That's why, that's why Gordon's design. advertising. Yeah. Look, it fucking works, right? So, after a pint at the pub, I came back and there was a canteen operating. That's right. Ooh. You picked it. Cake stand. Oh, there you go. And this is an interesting thing because it was in the conference room with this price list that genuinely looked like a mistake was made. I, I double, triple take took it because it's like a 1970s school canteen <laughs> prices. Well, not really. Well, egg sandwiches are too buy I used to buy a pie and a jam donut uh, when I was in grade three and it cost me 28 cents. Okay, well, that's not healthy and that's not two bucks. So fair enough. Inflation's a bitch. But at the same time, an egg sandwich for two bucks is not that's, fucking that's bad. That's cheap. I don't that like is- egg sandwiches, but uh, so it wouldn't matter if it what was is wrong if with they you? were giving them away. Oh, what? No, come on, man. Come on, man. Wake up to yourself. Me? Wake up to yourself. Okay, I will be a little bit pissed off with this. I really like curried egg sandwiches, and curried egg sandwiches are on the menu. Oh, that's a little bit different. But, but then I'm she still kept saying on saying that. that none of them were curried. Why'd you put it on the menu? It's oh. a whiteboard. Wipe it out. Don't tease me with these things. <laughs> anyway. 
It's probably better for the farts later. Whatever. So there was also freshly squeezed organic orange juice, which was a dollar. I don't know about the organic. I mean, you, you know, you wouldn't run a front up and say, "Look, you know, show me your cert- certification." But I won't orange lie. juice, a buck. It was pretty bitter, but that doesn't matter because, like, I mean, seriously. I went there, got a sandwich and an orange juice for $3. I gave her $5 and I said, look, keep the change, man. Put it in the, put it in the till. What, like what you did, are- what, how did she react? She, she wouldn't have it. She was like, no, come back and spend it again. I'm like, that is so fucking wholesome. So I really did it. I, I like that. That, that. that sort of like um, softened my heart a bit because I went in there, you know, a bit like, oh, fucking cookers. And I was just, like- These people are just going just gonna to trade themselves into poverty. Well, she spent all fucking night last night making egg sandwiches from eggs that she bloody- Just like, egg sandwich? What about the cakes? Did we have a lamington? There were a we're... shitload of cakes. There was a shitload of cakes. Oh, there were all- There were stacks of them. They'd been baking this fucking thing all the time. The eggs were from her chickens in her backyard. Oh. I mean, come on. That's pretty fucking great. What'd she but, look like? Uh, a cooker. She looked like she was about 50 and very skinny and a cooker. <laughs> but she was an ice person. She was yeah, an ice well, person. She, she just has no feel for economics. But no, anyway. no, she really didn't. But so I basically went into the conference room to sit down, my sandwich, my, my juice, and I really didn't make it far until this Canadian woman decided to tell me her story. Cookers love telling their stories. Detail <laughs> about how she found God through... Billy Graham of all Billy people. Billy Graham. I and mean, how old is she? she, she yeah, be... she was in her 50s, yeah. Maybe 50s, 60s, actually. Oh, yeah, keep going. Um, Billy Graham. Well, she was Billy in good, Graham she was, was in good probably the, 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 you know, the, the godfather of, of televangelism in, in the United States. Uh, used to hang around with Nixon in the White House. Used to speak at Stadia, just crammed with people. He made a actually, lot of money. Actually did an Australian tour. And I think that was really, um, uh, well, successful to a point. And I, I think yeah. he actually addressed, uh, I think he had actually addressed a cohort at the MCG, but don't quote me on that. Jesus, um, that's um, big. But, yeah, so highly, highly successful. Of the televangelists, far from the worst. Um, yeah, uh, far from the worst. I would agree with that. I've looked into him a bit. He's not uh, the worst. So a long way from the worst. He was and, a bad on and, civil rights and stuff like that, which I do respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a long way from the worst, but yeah. Look, it's um, it's an interesting thing. God, she must be. <laughs> maybe just finding God has given her eternal youth job because. Well, look, Graham's maybe been, she was Graham's in the sixties. Dead for crikey, I'm going to say thirty years. Yeah, no, a bit oh, no, she only died in 2018, age 99. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sign. The good Lord was not all that keen for him to join him, or uh, that he's got a lot of money, <laughs> uh, and has a lot of money. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this woman must be, you know, she must be. She must have been a fair old age. Yeah, look, I'm guessing that maybe I've misplaced this and she's probably in her 60s at least. But look, either way, she was definitely high on life. Um, It seemed like she was basically on pingers the whole time. She kept on like (laughs) sort of putting her hand on her chest, (gasps) you know, and I just had to excuse myself and go outside because I'm just like, oh, it's a beautiful day. Better go. Fuck me. But Jesus Christ, man, no no pun intended. When Billy Bay came on later, anytime I mentioned God – her accent just piped up. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's the Canadian lady. She is <laughs> fucking pilled. Jesus pilled to the gills. <laughs> that's right. J- 
just unbelievable. She was fucking weird. Anyway, not a bad person as such, but it was very funny when she was talking yeah, Billy Bay you earlier. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want to spend any time with her. Mm. Well, I did, and it sucked. But, like, uh, the thing that I was sitting there listening to with her and this other guy was saying, that, like, you know, oh, who are the speakers? Oh, he's William Bay. Oh, he's a doctor that spoke out against vaccines. They've been trying to censor him, so it means he must be onto something. Like, that's paraphrased what she said. And I was like, fuck, that's how you people work. Like the moment the government is like, yeah. you're bad, they go, oh, you must be good. I just counter narratives. Counter narratives is everything. So look, I found myself wandering around a bit, but at the end of the day, I wasn't going to go to the pub again. I just went down the road and went to Dan Murphy's. So you walk down 10 minutes, you go into Dan Murphy's, you get a tin, you walk back 10 minutes, put the tin in the bin, because I wasn't going to do this so Elephant stamp on the on the hand? Well, I had a wristband, actually. Oh, they do a wristband. Yeah, they did wristband, which was good. And while I was I was a bit incognito, um, I gave my name as being Joel Michael instead of Joel Hill. And they kept on hearing John. So the Canadian uh, Jesus lady was like, oh, John. I'm like, I'm not going to correct you. Like, I'm sort of like gonzo here. Like, I'm not going to correct you and try and make sure you know my name, which is kind of Googleable. And the same thing at the desk um, with the girl who was giving out wristbands. She's like, oh, John. I'm like, no, not John. Because I just said I've got a ticket and I showed her my printout. So she just took my word for it. I'm like, I'm not going to correct you. I'm not going to like out myself here. There's no point. But this is the thing. I mean, doing this sober was tiring. But having such a very like small amount of people meant you sort of stuck out. Yeah. So having a couple would. of... Having a couple of beers me kind of helped, but I also still didn't want to talk too much to people because I felt like I'd be lying if I did. I have to be really vague. Look, if you're going to go, if you're going to go full Gonzo, you should have just dropped a, you know, just should have dropped a fistful of acid. Yeah, and and look, and just go in there and just out pedophile them. (laughs) It would have been good. I just, I just don't have really in me. Um, You know, there's something I really find difficult about lying to that degree. Because there is a mix of decent folks. There was some pretty fucking feral-looking people there I weren't really far from. Some of them just look like One Nation supporters. You know, like, um, this conspiracy movement has legitimized my racism types. I'm not interested in those people. But also worth mentioning, I think you'll like this, is that Legalized Cannabis, the political party, had a table there. And they seem pretty normal, um, pretty relaxed. But why were they there? (laughs) It's pretty hard not to believe they're cookers, right? Yeah. I mean, are they, really? Are they swinging at the at the at cookers? Because I mean, there there would presumably be an intersection. They're very uh, close to getting in. Uh, um, well, there's a couple in couple in um, in Victoria, in are the they? upper house. Is uh, there? Okay. Yeah, yeah they're, um, they're very successful. Flirting with cookers seems like a bad idea for a party that has some degree of success. It's not smart, guys. I, you know. I, when it comes down to it, I think people should know that the legalised cannabis guys are turning up to cooker events. I look, it just depends. I mean, you're talking about people who don't have, um, generally speaking, don't have um, um, uh, organised political thoughts. So, no. so they're saying, so they're saying, oh, well, there'll be a gathering of people. Um, it's the mega freedom thing, and look, let's get down there and see if we can't get. You know, people to I don't know what what were they doing? Just handing out bump. They simply just had a table there, and they honestly kept to themselves most of the time. Maybe they got there and realized they made a fucking terrible this mistake. Is, this is these people. These are not our people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I like to think that's the case. So by the time three p.m. rolled around, finally, Billy Bay was there, and the attendants had finally caught up with a few. Oh, let's say like a good hundred odd people in the room. Hundred big room. Yeah. yeah. 
So I was a good few beers deep at this point because I'd done quite a few laps between because yes. everything before 3 p.m. was so fucking boring and depressing. So I just kept on going back for like 10 minutes, walking around, trying not to get made and then going back to Dan Murphy's for a tin and coming back. And some of those tins were quite uh, powerful. People spilled over into the sides of the room because a ton of seats were not occupied. Now, let's just say that was social distancing. Social you know? distancing. Yep. Or socially awkward. Yeah. And well, just didn't want to sit next to a guy they didn't, they didn't know. I call that selfishness. I call that fucking selfishness. I mean, mate, look, yep. if the room fills up, fill up the blanks in the middle of the row. But no, no, they couldn't see past their own fucking noses and they sat there while there was like double seats in the middle of rows, just unfilled while people were sitting on the floor on the side. Anyway, that's annoying. It annoys me. It's like motherfuckers who take two seats on the train when it's full. Fuck you. So the average age is at least 60. I mean, it really was. I was one of the youngest people there. Uh, there are a few people who dragged their kids along. Obviously, they were younger than me. They had no choice. When Bay was introduced, the organizer, Donna, brought up the whole ACMA misinformation bill. She mentioned that. Called the submit op- opposition to it was made. You know, this is why public consultation, I mean, you know, we talked about this in the last episode. You know, Donna called people to annoy the government about this bill. Um, doesn't know anything about it, just oppose it. Who's telling Donna? you right now. Who, who's Donna, by the way? Donna's the organizer, Donna Pike. Donna Pike, yeah. Is she, what, what's, what's, is she loomed before? Uh, I don't really know her. I'm sure no, people she's do. she's got a big name in the, in the movie. She'd be like an Australia Project type or something, but she's just a cooker who just saw an opportunity and ran with it. Um, it's it's very strange. I mean, look, she was really into the doomsday language when she was doing the introduction, so I can see she's fucking far down the rabbit hole. But mm. she also organized this entire event, so she's really in it. Um, I think she's probably one of those people who probably inherited some money and now, now is working on losing it. Um, some people do that. They just like they get a few hundred thousand dollars and their parents die, and they're like, you know what? Time to start uh, fucking this up with crypto deals and dumb festivals <laughs> that lose money. Um, good luck to you, Donna. Um, but yeah, so look, Billy Bay's introduction absolutely fucking typifies why he literally begged APRA to suspend him. He had to go to them and hassle them to suspend him so he could yeah. say he was suspended. He stuck the chin out. See, but real. But really what he did, he gave gave up everything because he is such a good man. Yeah. He's such a good man. Oh, and I just, you know, doctors standing up, oh, just makes my dick really hard, you know? Well, just just give us – well, keep going. I mean, what what, what, was he just in there for the narcissistic affirmation? What was his message? He's he's, We'll get through the message, but realistically what it was was narcissistic affirmation. Mm. Absolutely. And they love him because I'm telling you right now, he loves him too. That is clear as fuck. He gets up there with the most smug look on his face. He's like, he gets up and instead of wearing his usual suspended Billy Bay uh, scrubs, you know, like, because he's got these scrubs that says suspended Dr. William Bay that he got like embroidered on him. But he wasn't wearing those. He was wearing a t shirt that says only two genders with the, you know, sort of male and female bathroom symbols on it. Got a big, nice crucifix necklace proudly draped across it, and this is my favorite part: a jacket with elbow patches. <laughs> Who the fuck has one of those? Oh, dear, oh dear. I saw him get up. I'm like, what is that on your elbows? Got a dandruff on the shoulders. Do you notice? Oh, look, I wasn't quite close enough. I was in the nosebleeds because, let's face it, I didn't get early enough to get a good seat. I was too busy getting tins to tolerate this fucking ridiculous thing I was a part of. But Look, I'm guessing you got this from Vinny's because where else the fuck are you going to get a 
patch jacket like that. But he goes on to say the t-shirt was gonna get him into trouble. Oh, and then a big reaction from the crowd. Oh. <laughs> so is he gonna get pulled up for his t-shirt? Yeah, like there's a SWAT like, team in the police. fucking car yeah, park. Got the major crime squad coming down. Yeah, you see like a little red dot on the, like the male gender. <laughs> or half yeah. a dozen of them. That's it. You're Fuck good to go. you. Just shut the like, – I just – yeah, anyway, you, you, I'm sure you're all cringing at home. So he goes on about the kids, of course. So according to the suspended Dr. Bay, his son is the only boy who identifies as a straight male in his entire grade at school. But did you say which grade? What, what, like no, 12, he didn't actually. 11, 10. And I don't want to look too hard because there is, I think there's also another line between family, which he sort of, you know, he violated here. But I'm not talking about his kid itself. I'm talking about this lying sack of shit. Yeah. I mean, the room, after hearing that, his son is the only straight mm. cis male in his whole grade. They recall in horror. There's audible gasping. That is terrible. So, yeah, he doesn't say how old his son is. Apparently, his entire grade, except for him, are either gay, trans, or both. And nobody questions this. Yeah. So at this point, you realise that, like, whether the people in the seats are good people or not, the one thing they all share is they're gullible as fuck. I mean, no one's there being like, bullshit. Yeah. That was bullshit. He's lying to you. Critical theory. This narcissistic grifter is up there getting his validation fix from a room full of rubes who will just believe anything he says. So of course he gets up and says this ridiculous shit. It gets a reaction. Like, even something as idiotic as that gets past the keeper. So he's got the room from here because that sort of sweeping statement makes them all really, oh, this is outrageous. We need to stop this. So we're talking about Jesus. Well, exactly, exactly. It's gone to the dogs. Fucking idiots. So he talks about Jesus, he talks about cash. But cash isn't real because it's fiat currency and based on a promise, which is a lie. Ooh. Ooh. People start getting confused because they've been told all day. Huh? Going a little bit soft sit there. Well, yeah. I mean, people have been told for the last, like, three months that they're meant to have cash, and now there's this guy saying that cash is bad. So people sort of stay <laughs> – yeah, like, they're a bit yeah. confused for a sec there. But he's standing up. They're sitting down. So they kind of stay with him a bit. Mm. But you can see he's sort of well, lost him a bit on that one. They're trapped. Now, one thing that really pissed me off, this is a very nerdy thing, the PA is manned by nobody, that or a five-year-old. Because the gain on the mic, the sensitivity of the mic is turned right up. So he keeps like distorting, but no one seems to give a fuck. So anytime he raises his voice past a quiet whisper, the fucking thing just turns. It sounds like a, a detuned guitar. I mean, like, you know, William Bay, the corn bassist. It's not good. Anyway, if anyone who understands audio, they'll probably find that funny. So sounding like absolute shit, he fills my bingo card and leaves fuck all for the next speakers, who I didn't see, mind you. He talks about mRNA vaccines in cattle. Klaus Schwab, you learn nothing and be happy, just throws that in. He tells his version of why he was suspended from APRA, which is false, and that he's in the high court, which is not. And then he goes on <laughs> to say, well, he's not really. There's a process going on. There's applications and stuff, but it's uh, look at vaccinations. It's, not going, it's not going to happen. Man. It's not going to happen and he's going to get cost. He's not um, in the high court. He's, the, he's, the, he, he's made an application which will almost certainly be thrown out. I think, yeah, I think they're like, they're, yeah, there's like, you know, I, I think he did get thrown and then he tried again. I don't know. Either way, it's fucking embarrassing. He goes on to talk about the implied freedom of communication. Uh, he doesn't understand that. Uh, we talked about that with ACMA last episode. Yes. He doesn't He doesn't understand it. It's just dumb and it's really annoying. He circles back to how the evil forces will cancel him. 
because of his shit T-shirt that he clearly bought off the internet. And then he milks his supposed time in jail, which was one night where he basically begged cops to hold him so he could have his Monica Smith moment. But, I mean, the whole entire thing is framed around the fact that it's good versus evil, he's good, they're evil, evil is bad, and he's probably the Jews. Probably. I mean, that's kind of what's happening here. So we move on to questions. As I said before, there are no questions. There were no pens or paper at the box where the questions were meant to go. Who brings a fucking pen and paper to a fucking thing anyway? So, look, there wasn't really much going on as far as people asking anything, um, but... Uh, <laughs> Questions eventually came. So the Q and A didn't last long. It was pretty funny. Uh, I am actually bailing to uh, before the end of it because it was just painful to watch. Um, there was a question about whether the fake medical union, the AMPS thing, yeah. was going to take over on. APRA. And this was actually astonishing <laughs> because Bay answered that well because that is such a dumb fucking question. But then he goes on to do like a handbrake turn and go full soft set about how the Commonwealth can't make legislation. Ooh. But the great thing about this is that, like, he did a bit of, like, a um, Jackie Dundee, uh, how she, like, goes on, like, she'll go and get the microphone and she'll stand in front of a bunch of cookers and talk about the Constitution. Everyone just starts switching off. So he starts to want this Commonwealth can't make legislation thing and the crowd is just not with him. So just keep it simple, Billy. But he realizes that after a bit and he keeps going. So one questioner annoyed a doctor. This is, like, an anecdote they told that they annoyed a doctor about the forest of the fallen, trying to peel the GP and saying, oh, but what about the forest of the fallen? What about all these vaccine injuries? And this is Bay's logic on this, that doctors know because how could they possibly not know because of the prevalence of vaccine injuries? Yeah. But they're all in on the conspiracy. They're all in on it. They're all in on it because how could they not know? It's so obvious, right? We're all in this room in agreement because we've all seen the same Instagram page that peddles lies for idiots. So, yeah, cool. All right, every doctor's in on it. So I did leave before it ended. It was so, so shit. And I did want to hang out with Isaac and Jess and have some tins. I only have so much in me. This was enough. The event was, however, scheduled to run for several more hours with more speakers, mostly over Zoom, and the Freedom Band Highlight, spelled H-I-L-Y-T-E. Including the uh, bass player from Perth? Uh, Yeah, quite possibly. Actually, no, that was a woman, and I'm pretty sure Highlight is all men. No, chicks allowed. They were playing from 8.30 till 10, and the catch of this was no booze. What? No booze. No, but what, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, the temperance temperance movement. Uh, no. Getting into the freedom movement. Just a license would have cost too much. I asked the guy at the canteen, who was actually quite lovely, um, whether they were going to have yeah, booze later. Yeah, enough, yeah. No. <laughs> That's nah. true. Too expensive, too much security, that sort of stuff. So, like, look, my guess is they went to Dan Murphy's and they got a bunch of cases and just drank out of their cars, you know, sort of tailgate style. Uh, Maybe they got high on whatever the fucking Canadian was taking. Um, She could have had a few (laughs) bags of something. Just Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean, you you need a lot of Jesus to get as fucked as she was. Uh, And just danced the night away and rooted each other in, uh, you know, sort of uh, strange corners and gave each other chlamydia. I'm not sure, but I was not going to fucking stick around in a cook convention with no cans. But... (laughs) I will give you an addendum on that with the nice canteen guy who told me there was no uh, there was no like liquor licensing. The interesting thing here was in my sort of piss week attempt to laugh as a cooker, when he said that the licensing conditions were too onerous and expensive, I made a swipe saying, oh, yeah, the government, like they're ridiculous regulations and shit. And he looked at me like I was a fucking moron. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, what? Because like, like I'm here like, you know, kind of like, you know, baiting him a bit. Like what? Like this is mega freedom. And he's there going like, you know, like his eyes just said, 
no, security is actually pretty necessary at an event like this. We just couldn't afford it. And I just, like, I just, I just walked. This is not not freedom, let alone mega freedom. I mean, no, like you know, in a situation. But like at the same time, maybe he's been to the Cali. Maybe he's been to more events than I have, and maybe he's seen what it is like to have yeah. pissed cookers yeah. in a fucking place dancing to a band that sounds like a Ute and basically just punching on because oh no, Elon Musk is like saving the world. No, he's not. He's putting microchips in people. No, he's fucking good. No, he's a cunt. <laughs> fucking punch on cunt. A few glassings. You just uh, know what's going to happen. Uh, look. Uh- if you were doing an event like this and you said, well, look, we're going to have, I guess they anticipated more than 100, but let's say we've got uh-huh. 100 there, um, then you would need a certain number of, um, well, I'm not sure, it's just 100 people, maybe one police officer. Yeah, cops and goes. And you got to pay for would, them. And then there would be the um, the responsible serving of alcohol uh, people as well. There probably need to be, I think there's one for 30, so three of them. Um, and that, and that's kind of what you need if you're going to have a public event that is And licensed. then RSAs to serve as well. There's a lot of stuff you've got to and do. And legal licensing is all overseen by the police. And look, it is a pain in the ass. and red tape can be a real buzzkill when it comes to events like this. I was just astonished when I was talking to this guy, basically being like, oh, yeah, fucking over, over, overreach, huh? And he's just like, what? No. <laughs> Come on, mate. Come what? on, mate. Come that's, on, that's irresponsible. <laughs> this is this is this is why we've got a government. Look at these people. You know, you give these people a drop of piss, they've been murdering <laughs> What's each other happen? by midnight. You know, Jesus you, Christ, we need you, this is what we need a hard government. You're being irresponsible. I mean, <laughs> don't be irresponsible. It's like I really felt quite embarrassed at that moment. And he was lovely. He really was lovely. He was working the, the sort of two dollar sandwich store. Um, but look, <laughs> at the end of the day, Mega Freedom was shit. Nobody really turned up. And when they kind of did toward the end, it felt very much like a work conference. People like taking notes and it was just weird. You know, the speakers were hyped up. There were some really big names in that bill, but most of them were announced becoming in via Zoom at the last minute or just straight up cancelled. I mean, like O'Neill's did, right? Poor old Donna should get some credit where it's due, though, because she pulled together an event that would have taken hours to organise over days, if not but weeks and months, you know. I'm not giving a credit for that. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it was like the market store holders, they turned up. The food trucks, they turned up. They all lost money, uh, but they turned up. They probably gave her money to lose. Uh, the speakers, some of them came, uh, but she did make an adent, uh, you know, amended uh, timetable for the day, which she you know, handed out, which is pretty, pretty great. The canteen was stocked with incredibly cheap food, which was great, but also kind of undercut the food trucks that were losing money hand over fist outside. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be appealing to ferals on Newstart as your base, you've got to have something to eat without breaking the bank. And I think that's really reasonable, and I kind of respect that, which makes it almost good, but it also wasn't. No. It just wasn't. It just wasn't good. It was just... Bad. And it sort of it, it typifies the freedom movement, which is in its death throes. But as an addendum to this, and this is one of the most sort of interesting parts of it, while mega freedom, freedom should have been all like absolutely packed because there's cookers all over the place there. There is actually a good reason why it wasn't. A coffee guy told me that it was because Bellingen markets were on, and that seemed a little bit light on detail. I mean, I, I did see someone in a My Place group on Facebook say that, oh, sorry, I'll be at Bellow Markets, which I found very funny because at the end of the day, what you're saying is, sorry, I can't fight the pedophile globalists because I need to check out some soaps <laughs> and incense at Bellow Markets. Yeah, it's true enough. Yeah, that's like, that's Important. literally what, in their brains, I mean, they believe this stuff, right? So 
there is a bit of a split up there in the cooker community. Not all is well in paradise. And at oh. one point, a very important meeting was scheduled in direct conflict with Mega Freedom. The meeting was to dissolve the People's Council of Coffs Harbour. <laughs> And big thanks to listener and patron and legend in general, David Burgess, for help with this. Love your work. <laughs> so in Coffs, there was a solid presence under the Australia Project banner. We've yep. uh, talked about these people before. Tim Probably involved in the mass theft of, um, deeply involved in the mass theft of the uh, the funds from the Canberra. Ooh. Um, oh, almost certainly, John. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, man, I'm pretty sure it was them. Uh, you know, the cookers who would send those weird brewer-esque cease and desist letters. You remember that? That's the yeah. Australia Project. That was fun. Uh, to pharmacists and um, you know, nurses it. and police. They dropped me into police stations. Yeah, right. they were doing it to police just stations. just cut this out there, coppers. Very and, brave. Uh, you know, basically, shot them on the spot. They were saying they were going to hang, <laughs> hang them if they didn't stop uh, yeah. being... Pharmacists, police officers, and nurses. Yeah, teachers Charming as well, I think. Bunch. Yeah, they're, they're, they're up all, for high jump. I've had a good hard look at them. They're all religious nutters. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Not just the Australia Project, but the people actually handing this stuff out, they're absolute religious nutters. Oh, cool. Anyway, uh, thanks for Dave Burgess for all this. They pivoted uh, to what now they've pivoted toward taking over councils and made a people's council in coughs. Yeah, they've got a people's council. Yeah, but uh, it's not all, uh, it's not that simple because they've got a, a, a usurper, an infiltrator and usurper. <gasps> uh, enter Darren Bergweave and my place. Ooh. My place usurped. TAP, the Australia Project, as the new kid on the block, and several of the People's Council's Council lost positions. They got they got stacked. They got branch stacked. They, they got gerrymandered. They got which, done. Which led, they got knifed, which led to some snarky behaviour and some factional squabbling. Oh, look, look, they're basically actually they're like the LNP. Yes, I would. I would look, I would argue they're more like a Labour branch of Victoria. Let's face it, branch stacking, famous. Famous. Oh, geez, geez, the Tories did a fair bit of it down in uh, Victoria. Uh, Joe, I can tell you that. Otherwise, yeah. where, where do they keep getting these religious nutters for as candidates? That's so true. How the fuck would we, yeah? A well, that's because the Liberal it. Liberal Party Council in Victoria just to break away is a, a Liberal Party councils, and that's its its senior body in the state. There are about two hundred representatives there. Okay. Thirty of them. Are Mormons? Oh no! How the fuck did that happen? How the fuck did that happen? Well, it 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 fucking happened by by branch stacking through religious um, yeah. fringe groups. You like just Mormon. basically say, get your church to turn up to a branch meeting, and you've got the position. Anyway, so Amazing. yes, there was a bit of bit of. Uh, Bit of bloodletting between my place and TAP, Joe. There is. And also, this was interesting. The bank account had some money left over, and the head Burgess. Um, Did not have TAP were involved. <laughs> no. Not, that's not their go. It's it, crazy, yeah, because the People's Council, I mean, like, apparently they care about accountability. Um, so it's not David Burgess. They actually, like, the, the head of the organization calls themselves a Burgess. So I had to look this up. Apparently, Burgess is a medieval term for an elected official in government. Which is very old timey and fun, I thought. Oh, bless. Oh, they're they're, yeah. they're LARPing, which is mm. nice. Yeah. Uh, three rods to the hedge row, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to the hogshead. No, three rods to the hogshead. Yeah. Uh, so the merger hit a few icebergs, and some of the people who had their thunder stolen were a bit upset. Some mm. of them cried. With some of the people from my place who would be attending Mega Freedom. That's right. The kids just can't get along these days. No. 
So it sounds like a fair few people decided to avoid the drama and stay home or didn't go in protest because something, 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 Donna sucks because yeah, she's I part don't, of one group know. and not the other. Who knows? I tried to look, yeah, whatever. It's internecine. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. I still don't really understand why there's a problem here, but toddlers are often difficult to understand. Yeah, it's just babble and nonsense. I try to get to the very root of it, and then I thought, why am I doing this? Why am I like? Why am I trying to deconstruct this? It just tells you that these people get anywhere near public administration. Oh, you know, please! You will see. You will see like actual council buildings just actual burst into flames. Yeah, yeah. It would just be an absolute tragedy. But I also wish they did go because it would have been really funny watching cookers bicker. They would have been sober, which really ruins the edge, but it would have been a treat. Unfortunately, I had to make do with egg sandwiches and satay skewers, which was <laughs> pretty good. Oh, well, at, least they were, at least they were cheap. Oh, I should have combined the two. An egg sandwich with satay skewers on it. Oh, delicious. So, look, it what was- What first, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was very good. That's that's what you're paying for, guys. No. So it was very humanizing to see these people doing their thing. I mean, like a not-for-profit canteen unintentionally destroying the enterprise outside. There was something very beautifully communist about that. But there was a set of market stalls that were trying to sell expensive crystals to people on welfare benefits, and surprisingly <laughs> enough, that didn't work. Didn't do it, yeah. Didn't, Look, didn't, didn't make a lot of sales. This whole thing was a beautiful piece of contemporary art and a complete fuck-up. Uh, once Bay got on the microphone, you realise that underneath it all, there is actually a lot of bigotry and nastiness, yeah. which has taken otherwise nice people and turned them into transphobes and anti-Semites. But they're listening to the asshole on the mic. I don't necessarily think they're shit people. I think they're listening to shit people. But that's well, that's what we've always said, isn't it? We have you always know, said it's, that. It, it, this it's always up, the influences we we hold, we carry the account. greatest scorn for, and, yeah. and and because they are the manipulators, and they're they manipulating are. susceptible people. Absolutely, a lot of people who are just sort of uncertain and feeling a bit scared and weird. So look, let's face it. We know who the secret covenant is. It's the Jews. So if you put a pile of these people in a room like this with a bunch of printouts that ask the Jewish question, you're going to end up with some Nazis because this is like shooting fish in a barrel for these people. And a lot of Nazis are actually terrifyingly smart when it comes to fucking, you know, recruiting people. They are the manipulators. They're not the ones making the cheap egg sandwiches. No, no, they're absolutely fucking not. But they're the ones who are leaving printouts around for idiots. So it would have been good to catch more of the event for sure, to see how they danced at night with no bloody booze or sneaking <laughs> back to their fucking Hiluxes with like a couple 14 of year olds, yeah. new tins. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It would have been exactly like 14-year-olds at like a fucking like school dance. But I just could not handle such utter torture. A few hours is more than enough, and I was racked with anxiety the whole time. So it was an ambitious and weird project, and the terrible turnout and general apathy in the ranks tells me the movement is dying. This is an obvious thing. We already knew this. But still, when the speakers turned up, there were some people there. But let's face it. If you choose to go to Bellow Markets over a cooker convention, then maybe you aren't as committed to the children as you used to be. Not committed to mega freedom. I mean, you can't be. But... I reckon after this, they lost a lot of money. I don't think we'll be seeing Mega Freedom again, I'm afraid, because <laughs> so many people so lost so much money on this. <laughs> so much money. Fuck, man. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yes. Look, you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. Set up a Facebook page, you can find it fairly easily, and we'll probably post some things like the Vanuatu video. Yes, um, we will. 
But look up the shit posting group because we're probably going to do all that. Our Facebook yeah, we'll be on the shit posting. So releases. I can tell you that uh, now. But yeah, if you did enjoy the episode, please share it on social media because it really helps us get reach. Um, don't let us hit critical mass. Share yeah. and share alike, you know, please. And of course, uh, we have a Patreon uh, to help keep this podcast sustainable and it's bloody time consuming and we still have to pay the rent help keep the lights on look it is all it's very benevolent but also for as little as five dollars a month you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content we've got heaps of shit in there and we try and do a weekly premium episode which we try and make worth your while it's it's more fast and loose and we just sort of dot point it and it can be things that we don't want to talk about for uh, legal reasons too so Get in there. And, yes, indeed. And finally, quite a lot, quite a lot in the last episode, Joel. And finally, <laughs> all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us you're buying 10,000 copies of the light truth paper Ugh. to distribute to the fine people of Sydney's inner west. Good luck. It'll end up, it'll end up in a lot of dunnies. Yes, yes, yes. Your, your head will be flushed. Will yeah. be flushed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, good luck, guys. Good See luck. See ya. Bye. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!